Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. And today, a little bit of a special episode. It's going to be a shorter episode, but we're reviewing Downton Abbey, which is uh, based on the very popular television show. Now, I didn't see this movie, but Katie, you did see this movie. You're a big fan of Downton Abbey. So were you pretty pumped that when you heard that they were making this into a movie? Absolutely. I actually admit I was a little bit hesitant because a lot of times I think when they do things like this, decide to turn it into a film, it doesn't go very well. But because uh, BBC had done such a good job with it originally, I felt it was in better hands. So I was really excited about it. Yes. And it's had a a lot of seasons, correct? Like a decent amount of seasons so far? Yes. I would have to check the actual amount, but it ended, the show officially ended in 2015. Okay. So we've known for years that this was coming out. So it was definitely highly anticipated, which could explain some of the success at the box office too. Wonderful. Yeah. Six seasons. So just excellent. So 52 episodes. But yes, this was this was long in the making. And I forgot it had uh, ended so long ago. I thought it was more recent than that. But I guess a lot of people caught it on streaming and stuff like that because it still is talked about. And I feel like a lot of people watched it after it. Kind of like the whole Breaking Bad thing. Like a lot of people caught on to that once it had already been on for a couple of years on AMC because it was on Netflix. And that's how people started watching it so definitely Downton Abbey is the same thing sort of so wonderful so Downton Abbey released on September 20th of this year rated uh PG wow very risque rating for thematic elements some suggested (laughs) material and language the old people very very excited about this PG movie uh 122 (laughs) minutes long so just a little over two hours uh pretty good scores overall all around really 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb that's really solid um Rotten Tomatoes critics 85 audience 94 so great ratings there box office wise this has crushed this is just let's just it's killing it's killing it's of course doing very well in england because it's based on a british you know it's a british tv show so it's really doing well over there also doing great in the u.s though 74 million dollars earned here and then worldwide 136 million dollars and i checked before we started this episode. And as of right now, it's the 27th highest grossing movie in America this year. That's in the top 30, <laughs> Downton Abbey. That is, that is unreal. But I can't <laughs> say I'm that surprised because I also think that we love English people and their most of their traditions and stuff. Like, especially the royals had to do with this too. So it's like, I yeah. if I hear anything to do with the royals, I unfortunately am such a sucker for it. And I'll buy it. I'll try it. I'll go see the films. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm in. <laughs> and we haven't really had a movie like this that has come out this year. I don't want to call this an old person movie because obviously you saw it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, Jared, you're like really going for the old people today. It's a lot Let's of money. The elderly. <laughs> but it is like one of the first uh, kinds of this type of movie that has come out this year. Just looking at like the highest grossing stuff. We haven't had a lot of like historical dramas or comedies, romances, whatever. Um, I'm sure there's a little bit of all that in here. So the fact that you have this and uh, it's very popular, it means that there was obviously a void there and people wanted to go see this, which is great. So, And just so you know, too, highest grossing movies so far this year, Avengers Endgame, uh, Lion King, and Toy Story 4, the top three. So, Wow. Yeah, Avengers that Endgame, be... far ahead of yeah. everything else. I was going to say, I guess I'm not surprised by those. I am surprised Lion King is above Toy Story 4. Yeah, Lion King is still crushing it in theaters, which is 
crazy. So, and I'm sure. Sorry, once, Aladdin. Once, uh, yeah, Aladdin is uh, sixth, so not bad. Pretty good year oh, for Disney. Okay. Uh, they have okay. the number two number, and they have number one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, they have the top six. So, <laughs> Avengers, doing Lion fine. King, Disney Toy will Story, run another year. Uh, yeah, Captain Marvel, yeah. Spider Man, and Aladdin top six so there and star wars still comes out later this year that'll probably be number two or three or number one who knows so but downton abbey 27th highest grossing movie of the year so far again 136 million dollars worldwide the synopsis the continuing story of the crawley family wealthy owners of a large estate in the english countryside in the early 20th century a royal visit from the king and queen of england will unleash scandal romance and intrigue that will leave the future of downton hanging in the balance was the uh, current queen of England in this movie. Does she have a cameo at all? Jared, you would have heard from me (laughs) if the queen was in this film, it was an actress and she did a fine job. Well, also this is back in time too. So this is obviously what I, I totally forgot to look that up, but I told my aunt, I I wanted to look up and see which queen and King this actually was in history. And I have failed and didn't do that yet. Well, you have but you have Google right in front of you, so I have Google. You can check it out if you want. <laughs> I will look. I was just yeah. wondering if Queen anyway. Elizabeth II made an appearance in the movie, but does not sound like it. She, she is old, but she's ninety three. She, she's she is elderly. Um, yes, but she was not in this one. Aha, aha. Are you ready? I found <laughs> yes. the answer. Good old Google. Shout out to Google. Send us some money i'm kidding um you didn't laugh jared <laughs> there was an, <laughs> there was an uncomfortable silence on the podcast <laughs> anyway <clears throat> excuse me according to the new york times the movie is set in 1927 and the king and queen in question are george the fifth and his wife mary wonderful there we go mm-hmm. we've got that cleared up so <laughs> wonderful would you like to uh, hit the critics reviews real quick for this Yes, please. Okay. <clears throat> so I only included two because I feel like I have a lot of feelings and a lot to say, and we're trying to and keep this to a mini episode. All the other critics are 90, so they've died since the movie came out. Right. Oh, gosh, Jared. If we have any elderly viewers, we've lost them this episode, but <laughs> like like and subscribe. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. If you know what so- podcasts are. <laughs> I do think, I don't know if this man is Mike Reyes or Mike Reyes of Cinema Blend, okay. but he Probably says Reyes, overall. Since he's a movie critic. <laughs> let's go with Reyes. Sure. Okay, wonderful. He says, overall, Downton Abbey is an exquisite return to the wonderfully familiar, while at the same time featuring a sharper wit and even more gorgeous scenery than ever seen in the canon before. Hmm. That's beautiful. I really okay. Well so this written. this second quote, I don't even agree with absolutely all of it, but it was the 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 last sentence. I love. Okay, we'll get to it. Okay. His name is Mike Zoller Sites of RogerEbert.com. You and I both love Roger Ebert and think it's a reliable, a credible source, if you will. Um, The quote is a little long, but here's what it says. Okay. This is far from a perfect film. It feels a bit rushed and thin, and a couple of big moments are tossed off. As in the recent Deadwood wrap-up feature, there's enough story for another season of the series, most of it articulated in quite brief scenes, some lasting as little as 15 seconds. The approach is reminiscent of a light comedy from old Hollywood. The viewer barely gets a dip to dip a pinky toe into situations that an hour-long drama would soak in. Still, it works. It really works. It's good-hearted and clever, and it knows when to end. 
that is what I absolutely agree with is that last part that it works. Okay. It's light. It's, it's clever. It ends well. It knows when long. to stop. That's good. Right. Sometimes that's a big problem with movies is you're like, this would have been really good if it ended like 20 minutes ago, but why are we still here? Mainly uh, it chapter two comes to mind. So, Oh dear. <laughs> Throwback. Listen to the episode. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So this is directed by Michael Engler. Now I don't know if you know this or not, but he, did he do any episodes of the TV show or did they just bring him in mm. for this, for this movie? Oh, crikey. Excuse me. I'm trying I have to, to figure out right now. I'm so. so sorry. I don't actually know that. I, I just knew that Julian fellows did a lot of the shows. The episodes, although he was the creator, so I don't know how many he actually directed. Okay, so either. this dude did. Uh, I just found it. This dude did four episodes four. of Downton Abbey. So. Okay, so he had some, some probably some chemistry with the actors yeah. and stuff, and he knew did a lot of episodes of Thirty Rock. Um, also, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Empire. Wow. He's kind of directed a little oh, bit of that's everything. Right. <laughs> I read like a brief uh, thing when I was looking up for critics rev- critics reviews, and it was funny because they said "gasp" an American because he <laughs> directed this this yes. English show. Yeah, he is American, but he has directed a few episodes of Downton Abbey. So, like you said, he probably knew yes. the character, the cast, and the overall storyline and stuff like that. So, right. And do you want to roll over the cast real quick? Because there's a lot of them Speaking in this movie. Speaking of, <laughs> yes. So what we've decided to do here um, is just I'm going to name the top people. There are a lot of them, though, because a lot of these people, since this was six seasons, they're all in the show. And there were some new ones. I didn't name everybody, but I did want to at least give them credit for being in the film because okay. I would want the same. Michelle Dockery, Matthew Good, and Dame Maggie Smith. <gasps> I mean, crush alerts all over the place, but all hail the queen. Next to Meryl Streep, let's put Maggie Smith up there. I love her. And also, we share a birthday. How about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, we have <laughs> Alan Leach, Elizabeth McGovern, Laura Carmichael, Joanne Frogert, Robert James Collier, Kate Phillips, Tuppence Middleton, Hugh Bonneville. from England. The oh, Tuppence is a Middleton. woman. Oh, okay. she's a woman. Also, I didn't look this up, but I wondered if she was related to the Middletons. But I don't want to know because it'll okay. make me love her more. Do you want me to Google um, it? Hugh Bonneville. Yeah, Google. Okay. Google away. Um, Hugh Bonneville, who I think a lot of people know him and Elizabeth McGovern. Uh, Phyllis Logan, Brendan Coyle, Jim Carter, Max Brown, Kevin Doyle, Leslie Nickel, and Sophie McShira. So those are the the main people that we've come to know throughout the entire series with a couple of the new people tossed in. And Tuppence Middleton, the female, she's one of the new people. She plays Lucy in the film. Wonderful. Not related to Kate Middleton, is from England, though, has an mm. older sister named Angel and a younger brother named Josh. So, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to meet Tuppence, but I'm not a huge fan of the name Angel or Tuppence. Okay. Um, no shade, though. Mom you know. and dad's name were uh, Nigel and Tina. So I see, I like both of those. Those aren't bad, but no. yeah, Tuppence, I'm not a huge fan of as a, as a name. Very, Eng- no. very British. That's for sure. It sounds, very, yeah, it really does sound very British. Yes, obviously. So, um, obviously this show is based on a TV show and with a movie, they have a little bit more time to tell the story. So I just wanted to, to get from you. What was like the plot for this? Was it kind of focusing on just one thing where there are multiple storylines going on? Was it an expansion of like the last season of the TV show? What was kind of the, the plot for this movie? Well, to your question, I want to quote Stefan again and say, yes, yes, yes. Um, he, 
yes to all the questions because okay. it, so there was one main storyline, but there were actually a bunch of little storylines because since it is such a large cast, they were masters, I would say, in the series um, of creating all these storylines, but actually wrapping them up beautifully. Like they didn't okay. really leave anything hanging. They would always bring you back to a character. Oh my gosh. One thing I loved the most too at the very beginning of the film, which you had to get there, I would recommend if anyone hasn't seen it yet, we're, I'm going to spoil some of it for you. Okay. Um, but I would definitely recommend getting there 10, or, 10 minutes early. Um, they give you, and I don't know if this started at the actual time when it said the movie was going to start or if this was in the preview time, but right before the film officially started, they did like a like a six or eight minute thing where they said all the storylines. They just oh, did okay. a brief thing. Like, like Mr. and Mrs. Crawley are the Lord and like... They, they oversee the property or, you know, own it. It's been passed down in their family. Okay. They explain that they have three daughters. These are what happened to the three daughters. Um, then they go down, uh, since you haven't seen Downton, basically it's it's this family that has this huge manor, this gorgeous home yeah. in England. And then the other half of the show revolves around the, I don't want to call them servants, but that's what they are, but the servants and their lives. And there is drama everywhere too. And a lot of the storylines when he was reminding us of what happened throughout the show, I was laughing because I was like, this sounds so much more like a soap opera when you're giving just bullet points like well this man found out he was gay but he didn't want anyone to know and then this woman uh, somebody died when they were having uh, relations which is true that happened at the very beginning of the show season one yeah so talking about old people I know I know but anyway sorry to answer your question though it was it's there the one main storyline though was that the king and queen of england were coming to downton because this was a prominent family and they were on like a european tour and so they wanted to stop just for one night and stay at downton and have a dinner and then the next night they were going to a home nearby to have a ball okay yeah so good to know so it kind of has a little <laughs> bit of the tv show and then also you know its own storyline as well it sounds like so which is good. So that way the people that were fans of the TV show obviously can see that expanded on. But also if you're just coming into this, like if you were dragged to this by somebody in your family or significant other or whatever and you've never watched the show, it's nice that they give you that little recap at the beginning. That way you can kind of know what's going on and the storylines and everything. So that's nice. So what yes. are um, some of your likes from this movie? What did you really, what stood out to you a lot about Downton Abbey? Well, I say costumes a lot. I know that you mentioned music. The music is fabulous yeah. in this, okay. but they do like, they kind of have a one soundtrack thing. They have this song. You would recognize it, I guarantee you, because they <laughs> always play it every commercial. They even did a sketch that was hilarious on SNL. Okay. Uh, I think two weeks ago, which oh, bears yes, watching. It's, it's only yeah. two minutes. Yeah, it was hilarious. But that that tune that's going through it is basically the only music you hear in this <laughs> in the thing, which is fine. It's beautiful. But the costumes were noteworthy the entire series. OK, but this film was my absolute favorite because it takes place in the 20s. So all the fashion is going into like that the 30s where they have flapper dresses, but they're going into like kind of it's loose fitting, but they're getting a little bit more fitted. They have these elegant, um, very detailed hats and literally everything that Edith or Mary, they're the two daughters that are alive in the show. Um, anything they wore in this film, I would have worn like I would buy it today and wear it. It would look out of out of order. It wouldn't look from 2019, but I would wear it because I loved okay. it so much. Yeah. And then um, you also said in the in our notes that you liked some of the storylines that they decided to go with for this particular movie. 
Definitely, definitely. So they, so um, Tom, I, excuse me, I'm sorry. I sh- yes, Tom. Okay. I wanted to make sure I got this right. So Alan Leach is a character that plays Tom, who is easily one of the most beloved of all the, the people in the show. He was actually one of the servants. And then he became, he married one of the daughters. There were originally three of them. And he married one in the series. Her name was Sybil, but she died in childbirth. It was very sad. Um, people die in is, this. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of death. And also, if you think of the time period, it wasn't that odd that somebody died in yeah. childbirth. It was just super sad. And she died yeah. of eclampsia, which is also still happens today. Okay. Um, anyway, Tom, so he, but she gave birth to a baby. And so Tom is still raising his daughter and the family let him stay. And so now he's gone up, he's moved up the ranks and he now oversees the property. Like he works with Mary, the eldest daughter, who's going to inherit this property. They work together and run the whole thing. So Tom is so beloved. And what happened, I think this is one of the critics, you know, had said like some of this stuff is kind of like wrapped up neatly in a bow quickly. I do think this is what they're referring to. Tom met this girl in the film and her name's Lucy. And I definitely would still advise you to watch it. And it's, it's a beautiful way that they wrapped up what's going on with him. Um, but he falls in love with her basically. So they, they kind of, there's not a whole lot of conversations between them. You don't get to see this like love story play out. They basically have three or four conversations and you can tell, you can tell they're going to end up together. Okay. So it's wrapped up neatly in a bow, but at the same time, Lucy, I think she's very easy to like in this film, her character, and we only meet her in this film. She's never been in the show before. And it's nice because Tom is so respected and loved in the family that it's neat that you then see that he's going to have a happy ending too. Um, and he also, I, I won't talk as much about anybody else. I just love his storyline. He, I think it was a really good crossover into today's climate because um, he was Irish, like grew up Irish and has all these very, very different political beliefs and stuff than the the Crawley family. Um, they are big on the monarchy. They are big on respecting England and he does not believe in those things. But he, over the six years or whatever, has grown to love this family and respect them despite their differences. So I thought that was a neat way to tie it into 2019 since that is like a prevalent uh, a thing going on in the world yeah. today. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Also, Jared, I don't know if you saw, there was an assassination attempt in this film. Oh, boy. Um, The king, I know. So there was a parade through the town, and the king was visiting, obviously, to stay at Downton Abbey, and someone tried to kill him. So it was like the side plot. did not put that in the trailer. No, but it was awesome because it gave some action and excitement to the film. And good news, spoiler, the king doesn't die. But it was also like, it's not just here's a love story and here's some people cooking some food for a rich family. There's also some really exciting stuff that happens. Wonderful. The the old people were just on the edge of their seats with their Werther's originals. You are the worst. I love Werther's, by the way. And I'm your elder, so show some respect. True. Okay. Uh, any other likes about this movie? Um, yes, I would say the okay. last thing. Uh, Violet and Isabel—they're the two like matriarchs, kind of of the family. Okay. Violet is Maggie Smith; uh, she's the grandma, and then Isabel is he. Okay, the her son died. Isabel's son died, but he was originally married to Mary, the oldest daughter. Okay. Um, but anyway, they. If you watched anything ever from the film, these two women bicker all the time, but they truly love each other. And I would just say that that was a standout relationship throughout the series, but they killed it in this film. So they were the best part. for sure. <laughs> so um, and you had a few dislikes with this movie, not a ton, but what were your dislikes? With, no. with Downton Abbey. Um, 
I won't dwell on this, but we don't seem to get hate mail, so I'm going to say it. Daisy is the worst. She is a character. She's one of the servants. She works down in the kitchen. Yeah, screw I Daisy. can't stand her. <laughs> I don't like anything that she says or stands for. I know there's. she's got to have redeeming qualities, but she just annoys me. And I thought that this movie would make it better, and it did not. So it kind of <laughs> exacerbated the problem. But I just want to point out, because I have to be critical, because I do love this show and loved this movie so much that I was like, I have to pick something. Um, I was sad. So Maggie Smith, this is a huge spoiler, but I don't think it's something you didn't see coming. She basically says she's been diagnosed with something. She's going to die soon. So she's leaving the estate to her daughter, her granddaughter, excuse me. Okay. Um, but it was super sad. And it was this conversation with her as a grandmother talking to her granddaughter and my grandmother, you know, passed away in June. Mm -hmm. So like that, that broke me that like that released the dam of tears. Um, but it was beautiful. She had this lovely conversation with her. And ultimately, she's just saying, like, I don't care if you're a grandson or anything. I'm leaving this estate to you because you know how to run it. And you're going to take this into the future. And she believes in young people. And it was beautiful. But that was sad. And then there were two storylines I thought they didn't really finish. Um, the the princess, so the king and queen's daughter, she was having trouble in her marriage. She's clearly in an unhappy marriage. They never really explain what's happening. They kind of allude to she's either leaving him or divorcing him, but they don't really explain. Um, so I wanted to be happy for her, but I don't know what I'm happy for. And then lastly, um, Barrow, he's the, the valet. Uh, he has a high position and he took the position of this man, Carson, who everybody is obsessed with. They love him. He's like the the oldest person at the estate that works there. He's like okay. the Yoda, basically. Gotcha. Um, Barrow. Yeah. Barrow and Carson kind of got into an argument and they never resolved it in the film. Um, and I think they're fine. I do think like it's a normal bickering kind of family coworker relationship. But I wish they would have tied that up because I, you know, you want that to be resolved. And then my last thing, this is silly, but I am obviously that crush alert was both for Maggie Smith and Matthew Good. I love Matthew Good. I can't even get into it. But he was barely in the film. And that's fine. But he became a rather central character during season six. And okay. he ended up marrying Mary, the eldest daughter, because her first husband died. So he married her. And he's an American. And he's like a race car driver. And he became a really central character. And he was maybe in two or three scenes of this film at the very end. So okay. I just I would have liked to see him more. And I thought it was kind of weird that they just threw his character away. Yeah, that is a little odd. So if he was such a big part of the, the final couple seasons. So do you think they'll um, make a sequel to this at uh, all? Or is this kind of like, go. okay, <laughs> no, no. Great question. Okay. I hadn't even considered it at it's first. A, I was like, a okay, ton of money, great. So. this is it. <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, yeah. I People, when we left the theater, my family, because I went with my aunt and mom and cousin and, and a grandparent and they already were like, oh, they're going to make a sequel. <laughs> so I guess I am not. I'm motivated by money, but not as much as Hollywood. Um, so I'm I'm pretty positive they will. And at the end, I think one of those, the critic, when they were referencing a 15-second scene, the very last scene, you see two of the sweet people that we love. I can't get into their storyline, but they're they're walking away from the estate like they finished their day of work and they just say like, oh, Downton is going to stand for another, excuse me, Downton's going to stand for another hundred years. <laughs> and <laughs> did you like, okay, anyway. Wonderful. Uh, they... So there, yeah, thank you so much. I'm an actor. Um, but they, they kind of just like walk off and say it's going to be there for another hundred years. And they can't see, wait to see what's going to happen. So they basically set it up for 
a hundred years okay. from now or what's going to happen from this moment on. And I guess so I, I think they're going to, if yeah. nothing else, I think they'll make another season if they don't do another film. That could be too, because once you have like the big thing about the show is the location. Obviously the characters like are important, but you can always, as long as you have some returning characters, you can always add some new characters in, you know what I mean? And then it just becomes a new batch of characters. So like, as long as you keep that central kind of theme and location in there, then I think, like you said, they could make a sequel pretty easily, especially because they could probably get some people that were in the the series and then this first movie to come back for the second one and then introduce like maybe some new people. So I definitely think that they could expand on it if they wanted to so yes yes are you ready to give your score for Downton Abbey I am I would like to say that my summary of the film and I do appreciate that we're doing a little mini review of this I absolutely loved it this movie to me gave fans of the show everything they wanted it made sense everything like it was a good storyline we got to see all the characters and it didn't feel like a forced storyline it didn't feel like they just made something up to make a film um so I absolutely loved it I am right in line with the audience members and I gave it a 94 out of 100 because it wasn't perfect but if you go to a film to be entertained to be happy and if you already have such beloved characters and they give you those characters again I feel like that's a win so 94 out of 100 for me and I am not going to be rating it because I didn't see it so (laughs) oh Jared womp womp so sorry I mean maybe I'll catch it on streaming or something does PBS have their own streaming service yet it'll be on I don't know, but now that we've mentioned it, it's in the universe and it's going to happen. But it, it's great. I do think if people haven't seen the show, I would highly recommend it. It's great for historical context as well. And it's just entertaining and it's clean. Like you don't have to worry. I mean, sure, there's relations and stuff, but you don't, there's not poor language. There's not, there's nothing that, well, well, all right. I mean, listen, Lincoln got assassinated. These things happen. That's true. I'm sure it yeah. was handled very um, classful and Taste, tastefully. Tastefully. That's Absolutely. what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Downton Abbey. That's Thank Katie's, you. Katie's Thank score. you so much. 94 out of 100. It's still in theaters. It will probably be in theaters for a little while because it's still doing yeah. pretty well at the box office. So go check it out if you want to. And then I'm sure it'll be on streaming and will probably be out on DVD just in time for the holidays so that you can buy it as a oh, Christmas gift. S- Blended. anybody in your life that loves Downton Abbey. So So that is this episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. As always, you can like us on Facebook. Just search um, the podcast, Silver Screen Podcast, and then also on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Silver. You can listen in Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. And then on the next episode of the Silver Screen Podcast, we will be reviewing Joker, which I'm very excited to talk about. This movie is getting a lot of buzz for Joaquin Phoenix's performances also a lot of praise a lot of criticism as well so we'll dive deeper into that on the next episode of the Silver Screen Podcast until next time we'd like to thank the Academy 